Just be careful of motorbikes if you listen to the last episode. John, you sickened me to my core. I thought we were friends. Welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerd's Way, Season 3. Can you believe it? We made it this far. I know, it's crazy. I don't know what to expect. Anyway. Well, technically it's the last episode of Season 2 because it's episode 20 and it starts on 21. But we had to, because of copyright infringement, where we got, had the same uh, theme tune as another podcast, <laughs> we had to change our themes tune. Indeed. So I know it's nowhere near as good, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so yes, welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerds Way. Uh, I'm Adam. And I'm John. Indeed. And today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, uh, that creeping sense of despair, that sense of being watched as you're walking through a park late at night, that ever-present <laughs> and unrelenting feeling, that pressure at the back of your neck. That is who our sponsor is tonight. And they have a two-for-one deal. <laughs> Why freak yourself out when you can freak your friend out? Get it today! <laughs> For the low, low price of walking alone in the dark. Whew, That's mm. a bargain. It is pleasant. I'm going to get mine tonight before bed. Yep. Uh, free shipping and handling. Uh, all you oh, need wow. to do is call me up uh, <laughs> whilst you're walking through the park and I will guide you. That's 1-800-don't-dial-this-number-ever.com. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dot com is part of the phone number. Don't go to that website. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, uh, so yes, uh, this podcast is basically a uh, conglomerate of nonsense-ness. Mm. Anyway, it's You're horrible. You're it well, Adam. Thank you, yeah. Um, yeah. Any new listeners out there, welcome. Uh, you have certainly clicked on the wrong link yeah, uh, just to wind up here. Turn back now, don't... Oh, man. Just <laughs> massive regret. Oh, heavens. So, uh, we've got... We. I do apologise, ladies and gentlemen. We have been off for the past couple of weeks uh, just due to conflicts of schedule or... I don't know. It's John's fault. Um, well, I was going to say it's Adam's fault because he's now a famous celebrity and he's wanted by everyone and they're constantly needing to talk to him and... Uh, Oh, what can I say, my darling? I'm just wanted by all the professionals. <laughs> I had to book in with his secretary, who's sitting over there trying to make sure that he's not going to say anything that goes against his PR uh, personality that's been defined for him. Indeed, yes, uh, that homicidal mania. Yeah, so there's not much you can do wrong. No, exactly. Uh, that's just kind of bred into me nowadays. Mm. Of course, John is lying. Uh, there is nobody here, <laughs> and I'm not famous. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise you could, like, tweet our podcasts or something. Precisely. And get more plays. People would, you know, follow, but that's all right. I mean, what do they say? Fake it till you make it? Yes, so indeed. We should just, I should just fake being famous, mm. uh, and that should be fine. Then we'll be famous. Great. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yes, uh, welcome, as I've said for the fourth time now, uh, because why not? But, uh, yes, we've been away. We're back now. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be fun. It's going to be filled with absolute nonsense. So, pretty much as usual. Indeed. Indeed. So, we've had some exciting news. There was a Twitter poll on Twitter. No, really? Well, I know. Normally, they're on Facebook, but... uh, (laughs) A Twitter poll on Twitter. I never would have guessed. So, the votes are in uh, with the last Apocalypse Off, which was between our very special guest, Tyson, from Screen Review Time War, Mm -hmm. versus Adam. A worthy opponent. I don't know if you can hear Adam's massive grin of glee... You may know that Grey Goo, in fact, won 56% to 44%. Yes, indeed. So, it just goes to show, and this is a testament to, well, everything, really, when you think about it, because 
So uh, Tyson came in with pure science and facts. I came in with, I don't know, sweet talking, imagination, uh, basically filled everybody's mind with smoke and mirrors, and Grey Goo won. Yeah, that's right. Who needs science when you've got, <laughs> I don't know, smooth voice. <laughs> well, your smooth voice wouldn't work without the science of speech and sound, so... True, true. But yeah, I take full responsibility for this one, uh, for any science experts out there that know that clearly the other uh, option was better. Uh, but it wasn't, according to this poll. Well, yeah, I, I think it's my fault because I didn't post the poll soon enough after the episode, so people would like, Grey Goo, that sounds funny, or just click that, like... When you're on Twitter, you don't have much time to read things properly. That's fair. Unfortunately for Tyson, he has been a gracious loser, uh, as far as I'm aware. I spoke to him the other day. But, uh, okay. Yeah, he was... Um, uh, I think he ha- came in to vote as well, because I was even further in the lead okay. than that. Yes, well, I may or may not have voted for Tyson, but <gasps> I'm not going to confirm you that. You did not support <laughs> your co-host? Well, I support science, so... Uh, Science. I'm the one who speaks and worships science. Not really. All right. Let's. I let's take science's name in vain all the time. Uh. Yes. Well. Oh my science. You. You definitely have been taking science in vain. <laughs> anyway, let's move along before Adam kills me for voting for the other one. Transition. So I have a secret uh, thing. Uh, uh, another is- little bloody hidden message within this uh, spreadsheet we've got going for surviving the apocalypse the nerds way. And uh, once again, we have a little, I don't know, secret that I don't know anything about that John's going to spring on me right away. Yes, that's right. Whenever there's something I don't want Adam to know, I just put arrows on the spreadsheet. <sighs> uh, so in the past, this has been getting him to... Uh, I understand this strange phenomenon called the Mandela effect with the song that never ends song. Yeah. And another time, I believe I got you to eat uh, random things on a spoon. Mm-hmm. That Taste you didn't testing. Know what they were, and you ended up thinking that you ate uh, waste product from cats. Uh, which cat poo. Yeah. Admittedly, as far as Adam knows, is not what I fed him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. And what it not is, to mention the worst one. Uh, what was the it? Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Adam, uh, although he likes uh, fighting people and inflicting injury, oh, he does not yeah. like uh, human contact or seeing people ever. Exactly. So it was not a good choice. But it was a fun episode, so Indeed. go back and listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I propose for you, Adam, is a game. Okay. And you can refuse this game. But believe me, everyone will know what it means if you do. Oh, boy. All right. So, so yeah, nice painting me into a corner here. Oh, <laughs> you've got to play this game or everyone's going to know you're a loser. Ah, ah, mm-hmm. ah, ah, ah. Oh, better. Oh, well Thank done. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Fist bump. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, the game. Yep. We, You and I have, in the past, when we've been hanging out, we've been often playing chess. Yes. So, during the course of this... Uh, episode. We're going to be playing a chess match against each other. Oh. Okay. However, as you may have noticed, there's no chess board here. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all taking place in the mind. Yes, indeed. <sighs> so, uh, no. It's oh, okay, a little bit not. simpler than that. Oh, alright, because I was literally just building one in my mind just then, radio. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure we could keep track of all the pieces. <laughs> but, hang on, telepathic link. Okay, oh, sorry, move maybe my you knight can't. to K12. <laughs> um, 
I don't think there's twelve Queen to spaces. J4. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the way this is going to work is we're going to use a chess timer, but it's not going to be timing how long we take to make our moves. It's going to be timing how much time we spend talking on the podcast. Oh, because I've noticed oh, while editing, while looking at the waveforms mm-hmm. on the editing program, there's a lot more time dedicated to what Adam is saying. That's true. Now I know that you have beautiful dulcet tones. Why, thank you. That is the main selling point of our podcast. Oh, however, unlikely. I can't really get a word in edgewise. See, he's just trying to disprove my point. Normally, he would have butted in with something there, but he knows. So, don't worry. The chess timer hasn't started yet. But if you accept this challenge, we will start it. And every time you want to speak, you'll have to just click the click the old switchery-do button thing. See, he's he's just not talking. He, wa- he knows he wants to defeat me at this game. <laughs> okay. So I take that as an accepting, and we'll get started. Uh, okay. Okay. At the next transition, the timer will start. Transition. Well, apparently uh, this is me here uh, talking with this chess timer that I'm having to uh, keep an eye on. Okay, so our topic we're going to talk about at the moment is John. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be <laughs> real annoying. Be awkward. Yep. Uh, so... I have some exciting news. Mm-hmm. I'm adopting Adam as my first child. Uh, that is horrifying. Uh, you really don't want to do that because, A, not only do I, you know, wake up during the night screaming. Uh, well, actually, that would be pretty much a baby, except I don't, you know, crap the bed most nights. Uh, indeed. <laughs> uh, most nights. All right, let's just let's move on. Uh, so, if you haven't guessed already, I'm very excited to share that I'm having a child. Woo! He did switch the timer onto him just to say that, just yeah. so you know. Um, so it's a very exciting time. There's some new things happening in my life. And I'd just like to say that I don't know if we're going to have a debate here, Adam, but in terms of surviving the apocalypse, what do you think? Do you think a child aids or hinders? Oh, it hinders for sure. Uh, there's... So many variables you have to take into consideration, especially when it comes to supplies as well. But that being said, we still need children for the apocalypse. Not so much for the apocalypse, but after the apocalypse, when we're needing to rebuild society. Indeed. So if there was no one with a child, we wouldn't be able to do it. All the old men would die off. So we need to have an avenue for repopulation. Oh, for sure. So the whole premise of having a child in the apocalypse is you shouldn't. Uh, wait <laughs> until you get to a safe place uh, after all the danger has passed and then start procreating like mad rabbits. However, that being said, so, John, your wife is pregnant. Uh, congratulations. That's wonderful news. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Well, wow, that's going to get real annoying <laughs> real quick. So, yeah, the... Whole, so think about, well, it depends on the apocalypse, of course. So if you've got a zombie uh, chasing you and you're hiding and needing to be quiet and then your little rugrat starts screaming its lungs out, well, that's a free buffet for the zombie. You don't want that. That's dreadful. So, you know, you need to train the child to be quiet, all sorts of other things. But children, like puppies, can be a hindrance in the apocalypse except puppies will grow up faster and become more of an aid in the apocalypse than a baby will. So... Wow. Yeah, you have got a problem. Not so much the child, but if an apocalypse strikes before the child can walk or have the capacity to be silent when told to, then, you know, there's issues. 
But once again, you are aiding in the population, uh, well, rebuilding the population after a cataclysmic event. Indeed. So you talk about how you have to keep the child quiet and you have to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. There's this really interesting short film that actually Tyson from Screen Review Time well, recommended to me. We've got to stop plugging their podcast. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just hoping that they'll return the favour and plug <laughs> us a million times. Uh, but anyway, this short film is called Cargo. I believe they're making a feature film out of it with oh, wow. Martin Freeman, who's oh, wow. one of my top favourite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it involves a, the zombie apocalypse, and a father realises that he's been bitten, but he has a child who's not been bitten. Mm-hmm. So he has to basically set it up so he can get to the safe zone, but there's not enough time before the zombie virus will take him over. Mm-hmm. So he has to basically devise a plan to get there without him turning and eating the baby, but he knows that he will turn before he gets there. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I don't want to spoil it, though. Okay. Is it already a feature film, or is there a, uh, hasn't, sorry, has it been made yet? I think it's being made now, like it will be coming out soon. Okay, I gotcha. Well, that's interesting. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, having turned the apocalypse could be a problem. So, what do we do to combat that problem? Uh, well, let's see. I think that you've got to be really empathetic of the child mm-hmm. because you want to be able to make sure that not that you can basically help it with its emotions. Like, I don't want to say control its emotions because. A, that's impossible. Wow. So you're, you've gone through such a hippie state there where it's like, oh, yes, we need to understand the zombies that are trying to devour our face, little one. No, 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 not understand the zombies, understand the child. Oh, no, I understand. But it's still a very hippie thing. I mean, uh, I was raised in the Iron Gauntlet of Fury, right? Glorious childhood. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Empathy when it comes to children in the apocalypse should be secondary because you need control. You don't need disobedience. You don't want to give the option of disobedience. You need to be a tyrant in the apocalypse. All right, okay. Well, th- well, think about it, right? If you have a if you have a child who is has the capacity to disobey you, who believes they can get away with it, and there is a critical point where you need, I don't know, let's say you've got a 7-year-old or something. You need this child to be quiet, but it's in the middle of a temper tantrum. And there's a horde of zombies walking by the window and you try to take away its Game Boy or something. (laughs) And it starts screaming and yelling. You're not going to go, shh, now we need you to be quiet and we need you to understand why. No, you just need to say, be silent. Um, Keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed through fire and death to bend a crooked words with a witless worm. Yes, Gandalf. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, it's a difficult prospect. You need to balance discipline with love. Indeed. Now, I should also say that I think we're thinking about different ages. At my point, you can't really reason with the child. I was thinking of the super young one. So, at that point, you can't really... Fair. And I think in in a life-threatening situation, you might have to do things that you otherwise wouldn't. Mm, That's fair. I think that... I mean, well, with a baby, you can't do anything anyway. It's like, it's going to cry, it's going to cry. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, So, yeah, I think... I don't know. You have some uh, things you need to prepare for. So, soundproofing. So, here's a tip for our fine folks out there. If a calamity occurs, be it a zombie apocalypse, uh, an earthquake, social upheaval, whatever the case may be, the 
Well, depending on, it all comes down to certain circumstances. But the best bet that you can do, like the best thing you can do is fortify your home for a short period of time. Most people in the home have about two weeks, two to three weeks worth of food and supplies in their house. Right? Uh, easy enough. Fortify. Consume your supplies. You can't carry it all with you anyways. I'm not a lot of people realize how heavy these things can be. Like you try carrying, I don't know, I don't know 20 cans of food. For miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, what well, kilometers really? Uh, that's you know that's going to come that's going to tire you out real quick. So stay home, consume what resources you have over a period of time, fortify, stay quiet, so soundproof your home. Okay, yeah. So you don't want the baby to essentially alert to the people outside, mm-hmm. and that's good because as a musician, I've already got a. Oh, oh. Sorry, sorry. No, I meant okay, as good. a terrible person who's. Terrible at music. No, no, I thought you were saying, as a musician, if I soundproof my home and the zombies come, I can just play my music without, you know, any problems. That's where I thought you were going. No, I just meant I may already have stuff I need. Oh, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a good excuse to buy foam and it'll help us survive the apocalypse. That's true. Good one. Yes. All right. So in case anyone's listening, don't worry, I'm not going to be, uh, how do I put this? I'm... My child is going to take preference over myself in the apocalypse. So if it's a choice... Sorry, your child, and this is me saying this, your child is going to take preference over you in the apocalypse as well. Yes, 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's like there's a whole horde of zombies and it's like Adam's got me in one hand and the baby in the other, he's going to... He's you're, gonna you're, gonna, getting, you're getting fed. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to throw me directly to the zombies and like take the child away. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. So if anyone's wondering about that, the child is in safe hands. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay, Basically, it's going to be my dark protege. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've got plans for the child. Yes. Dark, horrible plans. <laughs> hey, you were talking on my timer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Three seconds. We'll let it run out. Beep, beep, beep. Done. Okay, good. All right. I think that concludes that section. As you wish. Wow, this really needs to keep so, us moving. Whoa. Now, as <sighs> funnily enough, right, when I went and saw some movie, I can't remember, John had a little cry, a little sad what? fit because I didn't invite him along. Oh, because he <laughs> he knew, I knew he was busy and he was, you know, I don't know, John's a very busy guy. And so I went and go, I went to see this movie. I can't remember what it was, actually. You went and saw Avengers. Was it? Yeah. I don't think it was Avengers. I think it was something before that. Oh, really? Because I definitely didn't see Avengers. Oh, no. Mm, don't know. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I had a... Uh, I was sitting at home and John messages me and says, Oh, we're going to go see uh, Solo uh, and, you know, want you to come. And I'm just like, mm, does he really want me to come? Does he really want me to come or is this just a, an excuse? I went with Yeah, so for extra context, we had planned to record this episode on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I had moved the movie that I was seeing to Friday night already and I had committed to that and then had to tell Adam, oh, sorry, I had already committed to this. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. did I actually invite you? Like, I actually invited you? I, I'm i pretty sure you did. Okay, good. So, I didn't get that wrong. But then you were like, mm, is he just saying this now because he's like, you found me out and you've discovered that I was going to see it? Pretty sure. I mean, you you like to put out the... The, the image of you being a, a lovely, kind individual. But deep down inside, I've corrupted you to such a level that you're dark and horrible. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Adam, your hair is looking very nice today. Silky smooth. I will cut you. <laughs> All right, so the movie was Solo. Yes, you went to go, you went to go see Solo. <laughs> this chest thing's going to get so annoying. Yeah. Um, you went to go see Solo. Uh, I Just before you begin, I have not been looking forward to this film. Okay. Because <laughs> we changed it for a word. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. the <laughs> So, yes, we had the, uh, like, all the movies and, sorry, we had all the trailers and things like that. It doesn't look terrible. Yeah. But, hey, I'm not a fan of Amelia Clark. Sure. I, I don't, I just don't think she's a good actress. Uh, I don't like how, I don't like her as Daenerys, really. I don't think she brings enough panache. Okay, because I've got a point for this, mm-hmm. and I'll bring it up, but go on. Remember it? So, yeah, the, I don't like Daenerys. I don't like the fact that the movie has had three directors, uh, and Disney itself has come out and said, like, oh, we're not expecting this to make money. So, what's the incentive to see it? Just because it's Star Wars, I mean, really, it's just a minor cash grab. And I'm not a huge... I'm not a huge fan of Solo in the end anyways. I mean, some smuggler with too much chest hair. Um, just not my jam. Don't like him. But, once again, it doesn't look terrible. Like, the trailers and everything look pretty damn good. Mm. But the main actor had to have uh, acting coaches on set with him. There's a whole bunch of things that have just screamed at me that this movie is going to be crud. So I kind of steered clear. Okay, so... I must admit, I had my reservations as well. I'd heard about the acting coaching. Mm-hmm. And it, it, so it's ironic. Like, I know that uh, this guy, who plays Solo in the movie? I actually don't know his name. Um, So he plays uh, in another movie. I believe his name is... Alden Enreich. Right. Alden en- Enreich. Oh, he's uh, Scandinavian. He- He's played in a movie before that I've seen, and the first film that I saw him in was called Hail Caesar. Oh, right. So, don't worry, it's 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 about a film studio filming a movie, well, basically it's about the film su- studio, and it has a little bit of uh, Caesar stuff in it. Anyway. I see. Basically, Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. he plays an, a guy who has been in musicals. Mm-hmm. But he's a terrible actor. And so when I heard about all these reshoots happening, I was like, wait, so they got an actor who was not a good actor to play an actor who's not a good actor? And my head just exploded. It sounds like it's <laughs> not uh, so much acting as just letting the person onto, onto screen. Yeah, so it was a bit of a weird moment. But I think they did a good job in the end. Okay. So they did have to reshoot basically every scene with him in it. And, like, there are some moments, like, uh, there's this concept in cinema where you filmed a scene, but the audio or the delivery was not 100% correct, and you have to uh, basically re-record audio. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called, though. But basically, you could tell in a couple of scenes that this had happened, that they re-recorded the actor saying the line again, and it... Like, it lines up with their mouth, but, like, not quite. Like, it's slightly oh, really? uncanny valley. Uh, I, f- I think it's called, like, a... You feeble human. It's called automated dialogue or replacement, or ADR for short. So they did have to do that, and not just for him, for other actors as well. Or perhaps the mixing was a bit off in that scene. But it was not that noticeable. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I was I thought you were going to have something to say there. <laughs> so we're switching. So we, you literally switched the clock there for my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. But anyway, let's not focus on him because, okay. as we said, like he's had some criticism for not perhaps making the best delivery there. Mm. I mean, I can't speak. I'm not going to criticize him because I don't. I haven't seen the film. All I know is what I've heard is that yes, you know, he isn't the best actor. Uh, three directors, to, like a whole bunch of like it's just going to be a mishmash of different directional ideas. But then again, this has happened before. Uh, yes, don't bother with that. Do you know- uh, the Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently that had... Apparently, I should probably look this up, but I heard that that had three directors uh, over the course of its film. Do you know what else was a massive flop and had to get saved in the editing? What's that? Star Wars Episode Four, or it was just called Star Wars back then, mm-hmm. A New Hope. Oh. There's this really interesting video. Look it up. This is a sidebar, but look it up. Sidebars it's, are great. Um, oh, my God. This is your first sidebar. I know. So, uh, how Star Wars was saved in the editing. Mm-hmm. So, basically... Did you know that the original Star Wars script, when they blew up the Death Star, it was nowhere near the Rebel base. It was just there and the Rebels attacked it. But they were like, there's not enough motivation. It needs to be attacking the Rebel base. Mm. So every time someone says, oh, by the way, the Death Star is coming to the Rebel base and it's going to destroy us. Mm. It's shooting, it's film of the characters' backs and they re-recorded the audio later. Oh, right. It's genius. You don't notice it. Like, yeah. maybe you might have thought there's something slightly off about that scene. But overall, no one that. noticed. Yeah, and it's been a great, successful movie because of this. Hmm. And it's just the editors decided it later. And I think the editors have once again done a great job of Solo. I don't know. Considering you've said uh, the lip sync is off and all those other bits and pieces, the principal photography might have been decent, but post-photography seems somewhat lacking. Like, probably if you watched it, you wouldn't notice it. I was try- I was specifically looking out for if they ah, okay. did do it. Mm-hmm. And there were just a couple of scenes. But it might have just been the mixing was a little bit weird in that scene or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as, as I was saying, so the actor himself, uh, what was his name again? Alden... Yeah, that guy. Echelnight. Echelnight. Uh, I, it, I just make myself sound worse trying to make it sound more Better. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot comment. He's way more successful than I have been or ever will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously there was that. And I think uh, the people I went with, which happened to be my sisters, they thought his performance was actually great without oh, them please. knowing. That's probably just the fact that, I, I, like I said, I don't even remember. I don't, I, I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> I haven't really even looked at the guy. But I can only imagine because, you know, the idea of sex sells. Oh, the guy go. is good looking, right? I don't know. I, Objectively, he might be. I, I, I'd have to bring up a photo of his performance of Han Solo to say yes or no. Uh, so bring him up. Let's have a look. Uh, okay. So I will keep talking because this is my time. Um, <laughs> so there once uh, was a Muppet called Puppet who lived in a stone ruppet. I don't know. Uh, good gracious! Bring up a photo of him for the love of science. That's not him. It doesn't. Yeah, this is him. So, uh, right. does I mean, he look attractive I mean, like to you? Like, wavy hair, I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, so, oh yeah, we love his acting, they love his face. Yeah, you heard me, girls, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I should also point out that my sisters are probably the least likely to judge someone based on their looks. Precisely. They're um, consummate professionals. But, okay, so we'll move past him. Yeah, I thought his performance was great as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Or, let's say, apt. Well, let's say, right, because I have no intention of seeing this. <gasps> no, 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 no. Rather, no, no, no. That's not the right thing to say. Let's say you have to convince me to see this. 
Okay. All right. So this is not a movie review, so to speak, because we're not going to go into spoilers. I mean, you can if you want. I don't really mind. But this is not a review of uh, Solo, the Star Wars movie. It's a debate. It's a, it's a convincing argument to okay. see if me, who is ambivalent, who really doesn't have an intention to see it, like it's just, you know, eh, type of thing. Let's see if Jordan can convince me by the end of this segment to watch this. And if he fails... I get to disembowel him. No, uh, let's not do that. No, uh, okay, well, then we'll just go, if you fail, then I don't see it. Okay, so <laughs> we've got a few things. I think, so they did have to reshoot a lot of this movie, okay. and I think it worked really well. Like, did you know Back to the Future originally did not have Michael J. Fox as the lead actor? Oh, right. At the last minute, there was some big troubles with the other actor, and they mm. decided, right, now let's just cut him out new actor, they had to reshoot every scene with the main character. Oh, right. That is an all-time cult classic. So, Mm -hmm. reshoots are not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Certainly, when I was watching it, I could not feel that that had happened. The flow of the movie was great. The editors did a great job. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. So, the other topic to bring up is uh, Daenerys. uh, Or rather, (laughs) Amelia Clark. (laughs) Wait, I'm switching to your time for the... Wow. Sorry, you I am... a lot of your chest I am, for that. I, <laughs> I am not a fan of Amelia Clark. I do not respect her as an actress. I mean, look at Terminator Genesis, okay? That whole... Uh, so, that first movie, right? That, that was meant to be the beginning of another three movies. Right? That was meant to be a new arc, a reset button for the Terminator series. Uh, and it fell short so hard, so badly... And a lot of that criticism falls on Amelia Clark because they just found her performance to be lackluster. Um, so you brought up the idea of sex cells, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have questioned why they chose certain members of the cast. And perhaps it was because uh, Amelia Clark, from an objective hey, point of view, she is attractive. I mean, let's face it. She is an attractive woman, and she plays uh, an attractive character in Game of Thrones, uh, Daenerys Stormborn Targaryen, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Change, yada, yada, yada. I mean, if Starbucks had to write her full name on the cup, <laughs> like, it, they would triple the time for anyone else to get their coffee. Uh, but yeah, it would take up the entire cup. I've got a coffee cup next to me, and if I had to write down Daenerys Stormborn, Mother of Dragons, <laughs> uh, Ruler Actually, of Westeros, whatever it is. That's an idea for a video on the... Uh, Facebook page, I'll actually do that. I'll get you to write the whole oh, thing. Goodness, yeah. all right. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, she's an attractive woman. And, I mean, she plays an alright character on Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, I don't find her performance to be outstanding as Daenerys. A, because I think she's only meant to be, like, 14 in the books, if I recall correctly. She is... Like, obviously, much older in this. I mean, yeah, obviously, stuff is going to change for the uh, TV show, which doesn't bother me, honestly. Uh, but it's the fact that this character is meant to have this strength to her, you know? She faces down slavers and all this type of stuff. But I just find her to be... This isn't a review of Game of Thrones. This is a review. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a discussion about uh, Solo, so we'll put that on the back foot. But yeah, yeah. I just don't like Amelia Clark as an actress. I mean, she's sure she's a nice person, but I just don't. I don't have a innate like of her acting capacity. So I let you go on that rant partly because it made your chess timer go up, and mm-hmm. I'm now winning, of course. Uh, but also because it it's 
helps the argument because a lot of people that's what they would have seen her in and perhaps her acting performance was not great again i don't want to criticize because way more successful than me blah 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 blah, blah. like i don't want to come off as snooty like Ew, i do say that amelia whoops i do say <laughs> that amelia clark is substandard <laughs> now where's my monocle uh yeah so no but her performance in game mm. of thrones is a little bit stilted or forced. Yep. However, I feel like it actually matches the character. Now, you might disagree with me because I haven't read... I do. Uh, yeah, okay. I haven't read the book so much, but uh, the the way she has to deliver these lines, and it's in a very... Um, like, how do I put it? It's just like, blah, 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 like almost like she doesn't believe what she's saying, even though she does... But it's almost as if she's decided what she's going to say and then she says it afterwards hmm. kind of thing. Now, in Solo, her character is way more uh, down-to-earth, self... Well, no, self-made in the other show as well. Never mind. So she, But she's a little bit more down-to-earth. She doesn't have to bring this presence. She doesn't feel that um, onus on her to be what the people expect. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, and I was impressed. So what you're saying her- is that Amelia Clark in this is her acting is somewhat better. Yeah, feels more natural and part of the flow. I actually forgot that she was cast in this film before, and uh, the first scenes are super dark, and I was like, "Who is this actress? Why is she somewhat familiar?" And I felt like her acting was uh, adequate. All right, okay. I will have to check. Well, uh, I might just go see it to see Amelia Clark be, you know, somewhat relatable on a screen. Indeed. So the other thing to note about this movie, I just want to—the main thing I want to talk to you, I talk about, mm-hmm. I have not talked about at all yet. Okay. I'm saving it to last because oh, it's amazing. But uh, uh, so in terms of like, if you're a Star Wars fan, and I know a lot of people are who are into nerd culture, like cult culture. This is Surviving the Apocalypse, the nerd's way. If you, well, I'm, it's not a prerequisite to like Star Wars to listen to this podcast, no. but it's a hard, it's, it's a pretty big chance that you like Star Wars and you listen to this podcast. Indeed. So there's so many little references back to the episodes, particularly uh, five and six, but also a little bit of four as well. So, and even... Hold a sec. Where does this take place? I thought this took place, like, well and truly before, um, like, A New Hope, like, any of the any of the movies. 11 to 14 years in universe before A New Hope. Gotcha. So, but... Uh, so, obviously, they can't reference things that happened in those movies. Mm-hmm. But references in terms of... So, I'll, I'll give you a good example, because I, I yeah, think yeah. most people are expecting it. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they actually make the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Oh, okay. Or, quote-unquote, less than... Anyway, mm-hmm. it's a funny line in the movie. But, um, so... That is obviously Han's famous quote when he says, oh, this old rust bucket, and he says, oh, it could make the Kessel Run in twelve pars- less than 12 parsecs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everyone points out that that's not an amount of time. That's an amount of distance, It's an amount it? of distance, mm-hmm. and they explain in the movie why that is. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so there's good references like that. So little I'm things assuming- that now make sense. Yeah. I thought you were going to go there. I, w- I was going to go on a minor rant about how, oh, no. like, it, like how it, like it could potentially be. Like without seeing the movie, I could take a guess. Okay, as I reckon distance. you'd probably be right. Yeah. So we'll 
hopefully I can convince you to see the movie. Hopefully I can convince you to see the movie and uh, (laughs) blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, So, yes. But now we're up to my favorite topic of the movie. And just before we begin that, I just want to give an update to our fine listeners on the chest. (laughs) Yes. So at the moment, John is sitting at 13 minutes, 56 seconds, and I'm sitting at 13 minutes. So two, three. No, yeah, keep counting four. it up. So at the moment, John seems as though you're winning. Yeah, but this has been literally my topic to talk about the movie that I've seen and you haven't, and you were still on par with me until just then. So, all right. Um. Anyway, so my favorite <laughs> uh, part of the movie was Lando Calrissian, his actor Donald Glover. Correct. Oh, so good. So he also known as Childish Gambino. If you like listening to his music. Which, check it out, especially Redbone, great song. Adam is just shaking his head, but Adam's opinion doesn't matter because I have better taste than him. It's very true. Hey, I'll say that you got better taste in music. I listen to the same, like, I don't know, 14 songs over and over and over again, and I'm cool with that. So he plays Troy in Community, or you might recognize him as the scientist who basically thinks of the idea to save uh, the Martian in the movie The Martian. I mean, the guy who's stuck on Mars. You've never watched The Martian? Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yep. Donald Glover, that's... He's... He does a great performance of um, Lando Calrissian. I feel like... It's been a while since I last watched episode five and six, Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like it felt familiar enough that he did a good job of keeping that personality. We should totally do a sidebar. Um, We need to do a trilogy night. Oh, yeah. Yep. First three. I mean, Phantom Menaces. Hey, say what you will about Phantom Menace, okay? Mm. I love, and I think I've said this before, but I love the... Liam Neeson? I love Liam Neeson. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. But I, I love the fight scene between Obi-Wan, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul. Yes. The, what is it? The Fight of Fates, I think it's called? Uh, the song that plays in the background where they're fighting? Oh, Goodness gracious me. Like, I love that so much. It's uh, And the choreography of the fighting. You know what? I'm going to watch that when I get home now. Unfortunately, now that you've said that, you are contractually obligated to watch the solo movie, and I cannot tell you why. Because it would be a... Darth Maul? I didn't know. Because of Qui-Gon Jinn. (gasps) Qui-Gon Jinn's in the movie? Is it Liam Neeson? Well, you'll find out. No, no, you've got to tell me that. Is it Liam Neeson? No. Oh, okay. Uh, but you were close. Anyway, go see the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? What's going on? No, don't Google it. You have to see the movie. Don't, don't Google it. You'll find out the answer. Anyway, so Donald Glover, great performance. He had a little bit of, he tried to bring a little bit of flamboyance to the character. Well, I which mean, we Lander, saw a little bit of. I mean, Lando Cruising was meant to be flamboyant. Yes. So I would totally agree. Uh, you switched that to my time while you were still talking. <laughs> but, um, and I felt like maybe due to the order of the movie, he was a bit more flamboyant in the middle than on the edge. But apart from that little inconsistency, which may have been already in the script, I think he did a fantastic job of bringing Lando back. And they, the friendship between the two of them, you could see it building into what it was. Oh, that's cool. When they, uh, basically think that, uh, Lando's gonna kill Han when they arrive. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like it led up to that really great. There's a few references into why Han ended up on Tatooine uh, in the fourth movie as well. So it sort of links them together. The fourth movie being the first one in reality, you know, the fourth. 
timeline. I, I mean, it's the most, it is the most confusing timeline ever. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to talk on your timer for a little bit because you keep talking on my... Yeah, there we go. Okay. But anyway, if I haven't convinced you by now, is there anything more I can say? Like maybe quest- if you had one... Okay, if I have questions. All right. Um, Chewy. Uh, I'm assuming his stuff was pretty... Are you just rolling your tongue? <laughs> I can't do it. Alison's <laughs> probably thinking, what are we listening to? Why is this a thing? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. So, Chewy, decent, I imagine? Uh, yes. The performance of the uh, guy in the suit was incredible. <laughs> and the voice was I mean- same as always. To see this movie, I mean, the only thing that's kind of pulling me into it is Donald Glover. Because I think he's an amazing actor. I think... It, does he play, like, a decently large role in this film? He, uh, yes. He doesn't... He's not in from the start. Yeah, yeah. But that really, like, it made the flow of the movie a lot better mm-hmm. because of that. Right. Okay. Uh, any other notable characters? Uh, okay, so there is a uh, Woody Harrelson mm. is playing the basically father figure of Han. So I mean, he has been. Oh, of- Woody Harrelson. Yeah, okay, uh, that's fine. For instance, in my head, then Woody Allen popped into my head. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, really? But then obviously, I'm thinking Woody Harrelson, Zombie Land, <gasps> Zombie Land Two. Uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. But yes, uh, yeah, right here, Woody Harrelson plays his father figure. Yeah, so he does a good performance and they have some good, um, basically relationship together and you can see that dynamic forming. I feel like Woody Harrison has been overcast a little bit mm-hmm. in movies of recent time. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I can't imagine him as different characters. Like I see the actor instead of the character now. Okay. But um, apart from that, he did a good job. Some people felt their relationship was a little bit forced, but I think it was just fine. Okay. And... His kind of modus operandi is never trust anyone, which I believe you actually said to me when we walked back in the house after getting some uh, refreshments before the podcast. So I was just thinking, man, you need to see this movie because it's literally about you. Yeah, but you said that about everything. I mean, anything, <laughs> something even remotely dark happened, just like, oh, this is made for you. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, I'm a terrible human being, but I'm no monster. All right, fair call. But yeah, that <laughs> kind of... the I really like about the movie is it explores how Han... A theme that gets explored in the original trilogy. How Han is really trying to make out like he's always just in it for himself and he just wants the girl or the money or the success or the fame mm-hmm. or the to do what he wants. But Narcissism. deep down... Mm-hmm. Deep down, he really does want to do what's right. And they do explore that in a way that doesn't undermine the other films because he doesn't completely develop his character and leaves that character development for those movies. Mm -hmm. But it does explore that further in a great way. And I feel like it enhanced the experience of those movies. Right, okay. Wait a second, sorry. This is bugging me to no end right now. In my head, I'm trying to map out where the hell Qui-Gon's coming into this. (laughs) I just said that because you were getting too close to what actually happened. Anyway, moving on. But no, 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 like no, no. Back it up. Back it up there, son. Back it up there, son. What? 
Because Qui-Gon's dead at this point, so it has to be his Force Ghost. Or so you think. No, 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 I will cut you. I will cut you deep. You and not with a to... knife, with my words. I just don't want to spoil the movie for you. I just said something completely outlandish that could never happen because you were getting too close. Don't. No. See, now you've ruined my life. Now I'm going to... Just watch the movie, man. Well, okay. Well, I, you tasked me to make you watch the movie, and I just used some sneaky methods. You really did. I could... I'm furious and proud at the same time. <laughs> Watch the movie. <laughs> I'm going to have to now because you have dangled a mystery in front of me. <laughs> yes. That, I mean, unless... Take I, that, J.J. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he could take lessons from you at this point, but only if a movie is directed at me because <laughs> all I'm thinking of is uh, Qui-Gon, but now it's not Qui-Gon. I was getting too close to the truth. What are you talking about? What truth? Thank you. You SOB... Uh, yes, acronym for something horrible, but in case there's children listening, they're never going to find out. But you, you have... Oh, well done. Shake my hand. Are you going to cause me pain right now? I won't. Oh, okay. Later on. Uh- yeah, well done. <laughs> Adam, yeah. the next topic belongs to you, I believe. I, I don't know about that. I think that you could be potentially lying. And uh, Nope, there it is. Excellent. Okay, so... Sorry, I had to bring up the spreadsheet on my phone. <laughs> this, somehow this chess timer has made you talk more because you feel like you need to make use of the time. Yeah, you really do. Like, every second counts. Every, every single second is precious. <laughs> So, oh, speaking of which, there's this cool little analogy I have, He's right? talking much faster as well. I know. I'm going to have to... I'm just going to talk so much faster in this episode just to get as much in as possible. So, <laughs> here we go, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got an uh, auction over here. We've got uh, a lovely vase on this. We've got uh, one, two, three. No, anyway. Okay, so, uh, cool anal- uh, little uh, thought I read the other day. So, a man has a watch, all right, that he wears all the time. Uh, and on it is a countdown timer that leads to his death. And he lives a full and happy life, right? Like, even, like, he gets used to the idea of, you know, this being a countdown timer and him dying. But he never knew fear because he knew that this is when he was going to die. So he's just like, you know, I can live free. So he he goes bungee jumping, he goes trekking in Nehru, all this other stuff. Uh, And then, you know, after a long, full life, he's laying in bed surrounded by his family, never knowing fear, not knowing, not even fear now, because he's gotten used to the idea. Oh, wow. And he's sitting down in bed and he's just like, okay, you know, five seconds left, you know, I love you all. And then he knew fear because then it started counting up because he didn't die, obviously. So, yeah. How cool is that? Love it. Uh, so this actually relates really well to a book I'm going to recommend you. Ooh, okay. Next uh, segment or the right. segment after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the segment, the next segment. Okay, so <clears throat> I've got a couple of books as well. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So um, <laughs> the I have some bad news for our okay. listeners. I myself love having a delicious chocolate sundae. Mm. I love. Pineapple chocolate. Yeah, it's a thing and it's delicious. Yeah, he gave me some earlier. It's it's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird, but not bad. Kind of oh. like Adam. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, not bad. Like, uh, no, 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 you're right. Good. No, you're, you're 100% right. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, this I have some bad news for you all. Cocoa is going extinct. It is getting more and more difficult to grow uh, because it, it is a relatively fickle plant. It only grows in certain conditions, et cetera, et cetera. And it's getting... I want to grow one. Go for it. Um, Possibly we might be able to. But anyway, so it's been really, really uh, difficult to grow and it's dying out real quickly. Uh, So within the next few years, 
we could actually have, you know, be facing a chocolate apocalypse. Oh, my word. Chocolate mm-hmm. is going to cause the apocalypse. Could potentially. I mean, chocolate's used in a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know if it's used in... Just for the sake of it, I'm going to say chocolate's used in medicine. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to look this up. It's really not. But the... Uh, I think that there is the potential for mass social upheaval because when uh, anybody's feeling depressed, what do they do? They go and get chocolate. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to cause a problem if a lot of people need a pick-me-up and it's just not there. Exactly. Chocolate is... Uh, it is a gift from the heavens. It is a gift from the universe. It is as if, I don't know, a, a supreme deity has shown love to us by giving us chocolate. And now that that chocolate is gone, so is that deity's love. And with it, it is replaced with fury and rage. That's terrifying. Precursor to the apocalypse. Because, you know, uh, let's have a look at uh, major religions, right? So, uh, Christianity in the apocalypse talks about... Uh, uh, the the rapture or whatever, you know, taking people away. What if it's not taking people away? What if it's taking chocolate away? <laughs> I, I'd actually believe it. So I did look up whether chocolate is used as medicine, and chocolate has actually been used as medicine since at least the 1500s, oh. or even earlier. What is it? Even Aztec and Mayan cultures. Well, yeah, they're the ones who kind of popularized it. It was that. actually used as a pain suppressant, like Panadol. Really? Yeah. So I guess it didn't really work that well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so that would be an interesting thing, right? So, if it's used as a pain suppressant, back in those type of days when partially human sacrifice and things like that were the norm, but they would be incredibly malnourished because they're not getting enough uh, nutrients. So, what would happen is if they would eat chocolates... Uh, to suppress pain, but because they're not used to, you know, sugar and what have you, they'd get a high, which would block out the pain because it would, uh, it would produce, uh, serotonin and all that in the brain, which would suppress pain. Correct. And even like fruits that we eat today, back then, if someone in the 1500s or early in, co- early Mayan cultures, this particularly, mm-hmm. if they ate the, uh, fruit that we have today, which we think is quote unquote healthy. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh my goodness, it's so sugary because we bred it over the years, breeding sugarier and sugarier mm, delicious fruit. Yeah. Can taste the diabetes. Love it. And the thought of chocolate and Mayan culture reminds me. No, not Mayan, Aztec. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of Doctor Who where the doctor goes back into Aztec culture. Sorry, classic series. Oh, classic. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's a classic series. Um, <laughs> and he accidentally finds out that he's married someone because he drunk hot chocolate with them, or some equivalent close to it. I mean, that happens so much in Doctor Who. I mean, he's got like 12 wives. Uh, I mean, let's face it. I know. He's I know. a bit of a Casanova. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Depending on the Doctor. Uh, you know, yeah, I love the Doctor. I love the Doctor. <laughs> so, we have... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jodie's the new Doctor, so, you know, I might love her as well. Oh, wow. oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, Coco. Going extinct, so I'd stock up. I mean, what was it? Uh, Cadbury is kind of worried about this as well. Uh, there is a vault in, I think, the Netherlands, possibly Greenland, the seed vault. Uh, or it could be Iceland. No, I'm pretty sure it's Greenland. Uh, the seed vault, where basically all the world's seeds are, are kept in there in case there's some type of apocalypse or whatever. So that way there's all this... Uh, there's an, actually an episode of The Simpsons about it, yeah. where they have the seed vault next to a... 
germ vault, biochemical vault. And, oh, come on. Yeah, that's obviously not the case. But uh, they accidentally crossbred, no. and all these trees, all these pine trees, uh, spread th- totally off topic, going back to the original. <laughs> <laughs> but Simpsons, come on, everybody loves the Simpsons. Uh, I've never seen it. <clears throat> Adam is uh, putting his hair... <laughs> no, you can't switch to my time. This is your bit. <laughs> he's, he's getting up. He's putting the chair away. I'm not sure if he's about to just leave. Yeah, he's... Oh, he's unplugging his headphones. Oh, no. He's he's literally gone. Uh, oh, dear. That's... That concludes the episode, guys. Uh, see ya. <laughs> I paused the timer. <laughs> so, what are you holding in your hands right now, Adam? Um, right now, at this very second... There we go. Right now... Sorry. You not watching The Simpsons is a travesty. And oh, wow. That sickens me. But right now, I'm holding my hand. Mm, yeah, we're going to eat some of this. We're going to do some ASMR. Um, we're going to eat. I should also point out that the limit on the timer was 25 go. minutes. Oh, so you have three minutes. Oh, left, yeah. Two oh, minutes chocolate. Eat your chocolate. Oh, yeah. So my eating sounds mean that it's coming out of my time? Mm. <laughs> this is weird. Oh, it is. No, okay. We're not doing that. So chocolate's going extinct, my fine people. Go quickly, rush, and steal all the chocolate you can. Yes? Just be careful of motorbikes if you listen to the last episode where I got hit by a motorbike after stealing a 25-cent sherbet. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, goodness, this chocolate's so good. So, yes, just remember, chocolate's going extinct. There's not a lot we can do about it. Enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) (laughs) It'll probably use this currency in the apocalypse. One day... (laughs) Sorry about my eating. (laughs) One day, our children will be like, what? Did what did chocolate taste like, Granddad? Mm. So if we survive the apocalypse, the I mean, cho- I, no. the apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse! Oh, brilliant <laughs> title episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, what, kids aren't even going to know what hot chocolate tastes like. Wow, that is uh, or Milo. Is Milo cocoa? Oh, I thought it was I, malt. I, oh, whoops. I don't know. Right, but no chocolate. No chocolate. Oh, it's dreadful. So get as much as you can. Don't give yourself diabetes, though, and enjoy it because it's not going to last forever. Neither's the world, but chocolate's going to go first. <laughs> oh, wow. That's stoicism, Adam. Mm-hmm. Well done. End segment. Okay, little update on the timer. 20 minutes and 55 seconds for me. 23 minutes and 53 seconds for Adam. What do you have to say about this, Adam? I say, eh. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay, so the next segment belongs to me. <laughs> uh, there's only four minutes left for me to speak. So I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. <laughs> this book, I feel like, has been written for you. And I know you gave me a hard time for saying that everything that's dark is for you. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying about the guy with the watch and he could see when he dies, but it turned out he couldn't. Mm-hmm. This book is a series of short stories that are all written about this machine called The Machine of Death. And that's the title of the book. It's by Ryan North, which you might know. There's actually a book by Ryan North over there called Romeo and Juliet. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, that one. That we got from Stefan's books. Another free book. Yeah, another free book. Thanks, (laughs) Stefan. Um, So this book, Machine of Death, it's a collection of short stories. Now, each one has a different premise, a different feel, a different author. It's an anthology. Oh, okay. Cool. They're all about the machine of death. But it's really interesting because some are a comedy. Everything's really funny. Like, it's this really good thing where they need to invade this base. 
and there's all these security guards. Uh, wait, I haven't told you what the machine does yet. No. So I'll tell you that first. <laughs> so the machine basically it takes a prick of your blood mm-hmm. and then prints out how you're going to die. Not oh, that's when, cool. how. Oh, so okay. let's say it says you're going to die of uh, cancer. You know that you can go skydiving and you'll be fine. But if it says impact with the ground, you want to stay from edges and don't go on planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's really cruel in that you don't quite know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But anyway, there's this comedy one where they have to invade this base. And it's full of security guards that always say they're going to die of cancer. So if you try and shoot them, it always just misses. Otherwise, it would oh, disprove okay. the, uh, the, the, machine of death. the machine of death, which can never happen. Mm-hmm. Of course, then it's revealed that the... Um, the nuclear power plant at this base explodes and then that's how everyone uh, dies from this. Radio. But it's really interesting where people will be like pointing guns at each other and they'll be like, who is least likely to die in this situation? So they're like, how are you going to die? And they're like, lymphoma. And the other guy's like, emphysema. And then it's like, all right. <laughs> and then it starts to Hilarious. But then other ones are really like thoughtful and you're like, oh my goodness, how would this affect society if it was real? Mm. Each story with a different tone. It's really good. Mm, okay. I like it. Sounds good. And once again, dark and creepy. And which is basically made for you. So uh, there's a- Once again, oh yes, Adam's the dark, <laughs> creepy one. Oh, he's such a weird- Yeah, no, you're right, I am. But so maybe I haven't convinced you to read the book yet. Maybe I have, I don't know. But there's two of them and they're really easy to read and a short story so you can pick it up at any time. Are they all written by the same author? Uh, no, guest authors. So Ryan oh. North, I think, created the idea and- uh, He's the editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. So I have a question to ask you. Okay. Would you use the machine? Because you have a choice. And a heartbeat. Oh, okay. So you want to know how you die. I. Uh, it comes down to the premise of knowing when you're going to die versus how you're going to die. So like the premise of the old man with the watch, right? Because it's like, oh, okay, I'm essentially immortal. I can do whatever I want until this, this time runs out. Or it's how you die, where it doesn't give you the time frame, but you can avoid situations which would lead to that. Adam's quickly finishing off his th- train of thought because he's got 30 seconds left on the clock. 28 seconds? Uh, so, I guess that concludes our conversation about the machine of death. This buggers me because I want to talk more. Whoops. Oh, what, what would you have to say, Adam? Well, there was... <laughs> I don't know. We have to talk about that another time. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Next segment. <laughs> All right, so we've stopped the chess timer for a second. Yep. Because I want to take some A truce. Time. Yeah, a truce. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Excellent. So, to talk about the machine of death... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a song which John has uh, brought forth to the podcast today. Indeed. It's a another local artist in the Perth area. Mm-hmm. Although, if you are an, a struggling artiste... From another country. Not even I'd- struggling. I mean, hey, if... Uh, I, I don't know. Who's a famous musician? Beyonce. Beyonce. If you're having, you know, some trouble getting some listens, we'll play you on the podcast. Yeah, Just let us know. You'll go viral after this. Beyonce's still a thing, isn't it? But yes, you? if you do have some music that you want to get some exposure, send it to us. Adam will uh, judge it as to whether he thinks it's a good song or not. And if not, he will send uh, fireballs from the sky to rain down on your house. <laughs> fireballs. <And if> good, <laughs> we'll play it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of something that <laughs> you was just, horrible. <laughs> you just, uh, you just throw, send fireballs. I thought you were going to say through the mail. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> yeah, just a burning package. It's like, yeah, we're going to ignore that. Um, but no, I won't judge music. John's the musician here. He'll judge it. So it'll be fine. And that goes to uh, Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerds Way. No, what is it? TheNerdsWay at gmail.com. Yeah, TheNerdsWay at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at. Uh, well, if you're going to send us. A, if you are going to send us a song, send us, an, send us a, through an email. Yeah. Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerds Way. And we'll be happy to play it on the podcast for you. Indeed. So this next song. Uh, comes from this artist called Lou Marie. Mm-hmm. The song is called Stranger. And my goodness, when I heard this, I was very, very impressed with the production quality and just the general vibe is that very modern kind of Triple J, awesome hipster indie artist I see. vibe. Right. So I think this one has the potential to really take off. Right, I see. Well, I'm cool with listening to it. I'm looking forward to it. He's literally putting in earplugs right now. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. <laughs> just as a quick note, the... Sorry, just got to put something in the phone here. Uh, Are be- you going to talk about Machine of Death again? No, 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 no. Uh, because something you did something earlier on which really annoyed me because you just said the word hipster. And I need to remind myself to bring something up with you uh, Hip- about What's wrong with dirty hipster. hipster? Oh, uh, no. No, no, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to this, so when we're sitting here recording, right, mm. and we, like we had Joshua uh, Blackwell on and we played his EP. Yes. Uh, well, not the entire thing. We played one of the songs from the EP. And like it's great sitting here listening to it. But it's just like you're surrounded by external distractions, so you don't really get to sit and enjoy it. Mm. So when I'm listening to the podcast again, because I'm a narcissist and love to hear us talk. Yes. uh, When I am listening to it while I'm at work or walking the dogs or something, I find it so much easier to sit and, well, walk in this case, to sit and listen to the music. Like really, like you can dig into it so much more post than right now. So whilst I'll say, oh, this is fantastic and lovely... Well, I mean it. I'm going to appreciate it so much more listening back to it. So anyone who's listening to the podcast would probably already understand this if they listen to the music we've put forth. But it's, uh, I don't know, listening to something like a, a first recommendation from someone saying, hey, listen to this, rather than listening to it alone. I think that holds more value, listening to something alone. Indeed. So mm. if you are ever listening to us on the podcast and we're kind of like, oh, yeah, that was good, and then move on. That's Real just because we're, we're, we need to like move on to the next topic. Precisely. If any song is played on our podcast, that usually means that we love it and indeed we like, really appreciate the artists who have. I put love the time all in. the artists who've, who've been on our podcast. So, mm. and that's, like, thank you for everybody who's ever submitted music to the podcast or music we've just stolen um, <laughs> <laughs> or permission we've been given to play it. Things yeah, like sorry, that. Sorry, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Hey, hey it was uh, Molly Lewis. Who said, you know, like it's okay for us to play it on there, kind of. Um, no, she definitely did not say it was okay. I don't know. Out of all the music that has been put forth to us and the music that we've played on here, what has been your favourite thus far? I know it's a tough one. Oh, that is way too tough. Mm-hmm. It's yours, isn't it? You're an artist. I reckon this one. Oh, really? That you're about to play? Except, sorry, Josh Blackwell. If I, well, like I said, I love Josh Blackwell songs. Like, I love, like, I have listened to his, uh, since he was on last, I have listened to his full catalogue again because mm. it's, it's great. It's mellow. It's enjoyable, you know? Uh, like, I was having such a stressful time at work the other day. Yeah. And I started listening to this and it's been fantastic. Uplifting. Yeah, uplifting and mellow. Like, a very, very chill, I find. Coffee house vibe. But yes, the melody in his song that we played on the last episode, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And f- don't 
uh, Frank Echo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, he's had some really great tunes. I think we've played a few of his songs. Yeah, I think we've but played two. My yeah. all-time favorite is actually the song by Pian Oakley. I'm not sure who that. No, no, no he's a <laughs> fantastic boy. Fantastic, I love it. Um, no, but for me personally, I liked uh, "Dazed" by Jaden McLean. Oh yes. Oh, I had the absolute fantastic privilege of being able to see that performed live. Oh, really? The At the EP launch? Yeah, the EP of Josh Blackwell. Mm-hmm. It turned out that Jaden McLean was the uh, the pre-act, pre-show act. Pre-show, yeah. And he did a great job of that performance. Was it Dave? Just with an oh. acoustic. Oh, oh, he played so many of his songs I would have loved and have covers as well. Mm-hmm. But Dazed, he pulled it off with just an acoustic guitar. Like That's it's cool. quite It's got a lot of instruments there, but mm-hmm. he pulled it off and he had the same vibe. Uh, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. And so did Josh Blackwell. So and this- his keyboard player was a bit iffy, but uh, uh, yeah. I had some words to him. <laughs> it, it's me. In the I mirror. Get that. It was In the me. mirror when I got home, yeah. I had words to him. <laughs> you pathetic man. Uh Oh, okay. So, funny story. <laughs> Sorry, if you, you, everyone's waiting for this Lumerie song. Sorry, we'll get to it. It's worth the wait. Believe me. Okay. So, uh, Josh Blackwell, the performance. I was asked to play piano, as I mentioned. Yep. I forgot to plug in my laptop, <sighs> and all the sounds were running off my laptop. Mm. It was on three percent power, which means I couldn't even play it, or it would overload the oh, CPU because no. it had to lower it for the power saving mode. Mm. And my power cable was just not there. I forgot completely about it. So mm-hmm. I like waved to get my wife's attention. I'm like, come here, come here. Like kind of like <laughs> signaling that I wanted my backpack. So she brought it. To- Eventually she got the gist of it, brought it to me. And I'm like, where do I plug this in? And I'm like walking around with this cable. Luckily one of my friends, Matt was like, saw what was going on. He was like, wait, power socket there. John's got a thing. He like grabbed it and plugged it in. I'm like, oh, oh relief. And in time for the second chorus with the big build. Oh, good. I had the piano ready. So. Oh. And actually people came up and they had no idea that it ever happened. So I'm thankful mm-hmm. that Josh Backwell is such a good entertainer that they couldn't keep their eyes off him. Magnificent man. Magnificent man. All right, Lumery. Lumery. All right. As promised, let's listen to this song. If this song doesn't blow me away, John, I get to remove one of your fingers. Well, uh. No, nope, deal. It's gone. Uh, oh, oh, dear. Tell me those lies you've been whispering to me. Why don't I write them down and have them on repeat? You've been echoing to me.
yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So, two things. Okay. Uh, when it comes to music, like uh, certain songs, I love a song with a false, not end, but like this long pause, like yeah. to draw you in. And the song had it. So, I was just like, oh, it's ended. That's weird. And then, boom, just like uh, crushed me. And it was fantastic. I loved it. And I, lo- I think it was the drums. I love the drums. The beat in there. The yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And a wonderful voice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great job. So check out Lumery mm-hmm. on Spotify. So that is L-U-M-A-R-E-E. Check it out, folks. I mean, let's face it. I am the greatest human being on this planet and what? will someday become a tyrant. <laughs> How is that? And I will purge the world of those who have not listened to this song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's- yep. Hold on. Before we end, one more thing. Uh... Actually, I haven't got one more thing. I just wanted to say that. I, I realize that. Take up no, more I've time. been real. Like, I realize now. Thank you for this. My speech has increased to the point of nonsense because of this timer, and it's real difficult to kind of come back and speak slowly uh. once more. <laughs> so, after years and years of hard work of controlling my speech to an acceptable level with long, drawn out pauses, now it's gone back to being super quick, you s- silly man. Because I'm a snake Slytherin. Okay. <sighs> so, yes, thank you for that, Lumarine. It was a fantastic song, and uh, hopefully our, listen- our listeners will indeed listen to you. Uh, we'll chuck it in the show notes as well. We have a, let's say, a topic to bring up mm-hmm. that kind of falls into the ASMR kind of segment. It's- I don't think it's ASMR. I think this is more just creepy, phobie, fetish thing. It's. I don't think it's fetish. <laughs> okay, let's stop saying what it's not. Okay, uh, let's say what it is. It's the opposite of ASMR. Mm-hmm. It makes you incredibly uncomfortable. Like, honestly, I've just loaded up some pictures of this, and it makes me, like, bleh, I don't want to touch my phone. It's on my phone, and, like, I'm getting tingles in my palm of my hand. Like, not actually, but, like, that feeling yeah. of tingles. Uh, so, Adam, I'm going to show you some photos of this thing. It's called trypophobia. It's not a real phobia, but I'm going to stop talking now because I'm almost at my time. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I hate it. No, 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 no. You say, no, 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 no. Uh, three seconds. Oh, it's crap. And I win. <laughs> I win. 25 minutes. Yes, I drew out the clock. I win. As in, I did not finish to 25 first. My dear Johnny boy did. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, now Adam also reached the time limit. Of yep. him, so I can speak again. <sighs> okay, <sighs> so we're free of the test- chest timer. Uh, I feel like um, I chose a bad episode to do this challenge uh, <laughs> because I happen to be the one coming up with most of the topics and having to introduce them. Indeed. So, just uh, a, so tell us what this phobia is. Not, right. we'll, we'll do the images soon, but tell us what the... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take what that it is. The screen feels dirty now. It does. Back to... Oh, yuck. Uh, back Solo. to Arden... Uh, yeah, never mind. Okay, so this... Okay, I'll look it's it up. It's not a technically a scientifically proven phobia. It Really? I like, mean, technically, I can... it's not a phobia. Okay. It's an uncomfortable feeling that you get from looking at small, porous holes in strange, uh, repetitive shapes. What are you doing with my phone? Uh, looking... Uh, just to get this thing up, there it is. Are you loading up trypophobia on my phone? Cause I no, on it. my phone. Okay. So, keep talking. So... I actually came up with this topic idea because I'd heard of it but not investigated into it too much. But I've actually grown these things called 
these things. Everyone knows what they are. Sunflowers. Oh, yeah. I've got sunflowers growing in my garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recently I've had to harvest the seeds, but it leaves all these little holes everywhere. And in fact, when the sunflower's growing, it's not one flower. It looks like one flower. Mm-hmm. But scientifically, it's a whole bunch of little flowers inside that main forest thing. Yep. So if you look at it before all the seeds are formed, you mm-hmm. look at it and you just see these tiny little holes. And I was like, it gave me the hibbijibis. Right. Interesting. So not only is this, well, this is the nerds way and we welcome all nerds, even botanists. So <laughs> uh, this uh, trypophobia is a proposed medical phobia of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. Um, as John said, this is not officially recognized as a mental disorder. And yeah, it's really recognized or referenced in scientific literature. But it is dreadful. I mean, look at some of these photos. I mean, stop whatever you're doing right now. And Unless you're driving. Whatever you do, never Google this. That's what I was just about to say. Google this. Because, I mean, like some of them, are, like some of them don't bother me. Because, like you say, they're sunflower seeds. So, you know, okay, this is just sunflower seeds. You know, it doesn't really bother me. But then there's ones where like there's like the pores of someone's hand, which is like, I don't know if it's an infection or what. And it does not look pleasant at all. I mean, I, I'd say let's put something up on. There it is. That's the one I was referring to before. Um, ah! Yeah. Um, I mean, look. look so Adam's just shown me. Uh, you can, I've, I've seen it. So Adam has just shown me what looks like to all intents and purposes. I'm going to say a... A crumpet. Crumpet. That's it's exactly what I was going to say. But it, when you look At closer, the bottom of someone's foot. Y- indeed, it's a foot. Yeah. Uh, so, we don't know if this is, like, photoshopped or if it's a real medical condition. Like, who knows? But it doesn't hardly matter. It's just the feeling that you get when you look at this photo. Oh, my goodness. Like, honestly, do not Google this, okay? Unless you're fully aware of what you're going to be in for. And Imagine, uh, imagine uh, someone just... Walking around constantly, no, oh, I know, standing for eight hours on a giant Lego base plant. Yeah. Okay. So they've got all these little dots where the Lego things went and then they pick up their foot and show it to you. Imagine that, mm-hmm. but worse. Much worse. So, because I know our listeners will indeed Google this because they're decent human people. Uh, um, yeah. So if, it is if you called- are told not to do something by anyone, <laughs> that immediately makes you want to do it. Yeah. So it is spelled T-R-Y-P-R. O P H O B I A. Uh, don't Google it at all, even though I just gave you the spelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's an unpleasant thing. And you're right. Like, okay, so ASMR affects you differently than it affects me. All right. So if I were to talk like this and make exaggerated <laughs> like noises with my mouth and you you find that uncomfortable. Me doesn't affect me in the slightest. I mean, sure, it makes me like, oh, God, what's that? But you have a, like a physical reaction to it. You cringe. Uh, and I, you, you get that from looking at trypophobia, though. To an extent, yeah. I mean, like that doesn't. Sorry, let me just show it up. Like that doesn't. That doesn't concern me in the slightest. Now that one creeps me out. Really? Like it doesn't bother it's me. It's just like a flower or something. Uh, it's, it's like a wasp A wasp yeah, yeah. That no, it's so still it doesn't bother me. me out. Like honeycomb. That's technically one as well. See, that doesn't bother me. It Only a little bit it bothers me, but still a little bit. Mm. I mean, really, honey's just bee vomit, but whatever. Um, Ew. 
Oh, yeah. It is. Um, no, but when it is attached to someone's skin, that's when I don't like it. Ah, uh, okay. Because you immediately go to imagine, like, what if that was me? Exactly. But I think most of the ones on uh, Google uh, Images and stuff like that, they're Photoshopped. Yeah, they Special effects. Uh, and I do believe, fine listeners, that I'm about to sneeze. Uh, okay. If we were still playing chess, this would count for your time. False alarm. Oh, come on. You were all ready for that. J.J. Uh, Abrams again, keeping the mystery. <laughs> so, yeah, the trypophobia. Uh, trypophobia. It's dreadful. Don't look it up. You will feel very uncomfortable. Your wife posted a lovely photo on oh, Facebook. No. Uh, the other day. Or it could have been even been today. And I was... Uh, See, I was drinking coffee at the time, and I saw it and almost spat it all over my computer. <laughs> because you yes, put your hair up in a dirty man bun. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It felt really nice. Oh, John, you sickened me to my core. I thought we were friends. That tight pressure on your head uh, and knowing that your hair's all neat and tidy. And yeah, nice. we could do that. I could scalp you and put pressure on your head if you like. Uh, no, thanks. A, a, a man bun. Wait, I, I saved that photo. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm putting that up on uh, the Facebook page. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, why the man bun? Are you ever going to do that again? I feel like he's shaking his head at me, but I'm going to say yes. It just, it felt nice. There I is- feel like it matched my, my look, like my barista, hipster barista look, like man about town. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. John. Yes. I'm just going to say this as a friend. Okay. I love you. Yeah. I don't say that. Like, oh, ever. Yeah. I like, said it to Thorn Thist. That's pretty much about it. Oof. But you, I'm saying this. If you get a man bun, mm. I'm going to shave your head. Oh, wow. All of it off. Because uh, I'm not going to... I'll make you go bald. My mum won't <laughs> approve of that. I know. Your mum doesn't approve of me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love your mum. <laughs> but yeah. I will shave your head. Are you and on Facebook right now? I think it, no. I think it just popped up because I had the <laughs> oh, sheets. Yeah, I had the okay. sheets up, and uh, that was just randomly there. So, man bun. So not a fan. no man bun. You are not some okay. dirty so- hipster pouring coffee. Wait, 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 so he's asked me a question and then immediately pointed at me with such vigor that I almost recoiled. So, okay. Yep. The man bun mm-hmm. will help you survive the apocalypse. Oh, okay. 100%. Opposing views here. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can create a special segment for the Facebook page and upload this as proof. Oh. The man bun will help you survive the apocalypse. Okay. Because you'll automatically want to start serving coffee, which will give people, you know, energy. I mean, that's a side effect too. <laughs> or they'll just ask you for coffee and then you'll True. Have, they'll just assume. Troop. Lock them up and be like, yeah, I'll have a flat white macchiato <laughs> chai latte with sprinkle. I latte. don't know. I just, I go and get the same bloody order all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, so, how will it help you in the apocalypse, you ask? I didn't, but okay. <laughs> Go on. Well, you came up with the wrong answer, which on the internet is as good as asking a question. Mm, so, true. 
Well, I'll take you back because this is surviving the apocalypse the nerd's way. It is. Do you remember the movie Pirates of the Caribbean? Of course. So in that, Jack Sparrow ends up finding. He gets stuck on an island. Don't worry about spoilers. Just say it. It's been years. Yeah, he finds a bunch of rum and food in a chest and waits, and someone comes and saves him. But he pretends all this time that he managed to survive on the island and builds a boat. And he's like, I made a raft. And they're like, what did you put the raft together with? And he was like, human hair. From my back. He's like, you don't have much hair. From my back. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're not as lucky as Jack Sparrow, which let's face it, most of us are not as lucky as him. Mm -hmm. You are stuck on an island. You're going to (gasps) need some rope. Where are you going to get it from? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you start growing your man bun, you're going to have a whole lot of extra hair come time for the apocalypse that you can cut off and use for your will, whatever you need to Do you make know what will also help you with this? What? A paracord bracelet, which I always have in my car. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, you know, anything else, you know, because we aren't in medieval times where rope is difficult to come by. You could just go to, you know, a hardware store and buy what if, rope. What if the apocalypse is like a super contagious disease and you have to strip down to be led into the safe zone? Well, you wouldn't go to a safe zone anyway. Exactly. But I let's wouldn't. say they just, they basically strip everyone down and you've got nothing except what is on your body. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, okay, fake off. I okay, mean, so here's, a, here's the counterpoint. Here's the counterpoint. How a man bun will kill you in the apocalypse. <laughs> All right, you have this uh, this lump of hair on the top of your head, right? This horrible, like, just it uh, top knot. Yes, right. Okay, if you're a samurai, that is awesome. All right, I'm going to start learning. That's fine, but you aren't a samurai yet. Okay. Regardless, right? In time, the apocalypse. Depending on the actually, no, all apocalypses, right? That. Man bun means you have long hair, which means someone has leverage against you. Because come fight, come zombies, all it takes is a hand to reach out, which if you did not have a man bun, right? Let's just say my hair's a little bit long at the moment, but sometimes, like most of the time, it's a bit shorter. But if a zombie tries to grab my hair, right? And there's no man bun because I'm not (laughs) one of those people that has a man bun. um, Comes in, grabs my hair. If it's short, it's just going to like probably, you know, Hair's going to glide through he won't get much, at the moment. Yeah, he won't get much purchase. Man bun, boom. It's got something to hold on to right there. Yeah, like a, yeah. No, you can really get grip on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you've just got control over the person. You've got control over the hair. You've got control over the person. What if I'm falling off a cliff and you have to like reach out and grab me by my man bun? Then I grab and you. And then you lift me up and like get a pair of scissors and go, this is for the man um, bun. I would. Snip, and See? then I fall down. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen, John. Do you want that to happen? Because right. if you don't have a man bun, I'll just grab your hand instead and lift you up to safety. But if you've got a man bun, I'm going to grab you by the man bun, pull it up and just be like, this is what you get for growing a man bun. And because I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah, in this of one. Uh, and I'll cut your hair. Done. Gone. Finito. Finished. All right. I'm going to call that segment an end, but on mm-hmm. the Twitter page, I'm going to put up a poll. Man bun, no man bun. Will man bun help you survive the apocalypse or help uh, prevent you from surviving the apocalypse? It'll totally kill you in the apocalypse. And we'll let Twitter decide because let's face it, Twitter doesn't always vote the way you expect <laughs> It's all in the delivery. So listen, my dear friends, my dear, dear, lovely listeners. If 
John gets a man bun, I'm gonna shave him like bald. That's what's gonna happen. So totally vote for the man bun. <laughs> vote for the man bun so I can shave his head. Now I want them to not vote for it. <laughs> Thanks for watching the episode. Uh, no. Oh my god, they're watching us. Yes, thank you. I meant listening, but sure, now I'm paranoid. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you very much enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the song. I hope you enjoyed the rant. And I hope you enjoyed the uh, chess game, which, let's face it, did not go the way anyone was expecting. No, no. I can't believe it. Adam, I, I've figured out a way to get him to let me speak, though, so... I don't think so. But thank you for listening. And I just have to say... You're looking beautiful today, dear listeners. What? <laughs> uh, I'm retrospectively watching them while they're listening to the podcast. Obviously, John, I'm stalking all of our listeners. That's creepy. At least you can't... Hi, I'm Adam. I'm creepy. Uh, nice okay. to meet you. Yeah. So, yeah, listeners, you look lovely. And is that a new haircut? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night, folks. Much love. <laughs>